Jésus. Well, praise God. Can we give it up to Jesus? He deserves our praise. He deserves the glory. Come on, it's all about Jesus. All about the Master. We give you glory, Jesus. Come on, wherever you are, just for a moment, give him the best quality praise. We honor you, God. We honor you, God. We honor you. Well, praise God. You may take your seats. The Lord bless you. I never wrote that particular profile myself, please. I also tried to understand who that person is. It has been done by one of our daughters when I started authoring some books. And she, she put all of that together. So, God bless you. All of the pastors within the house today, allow me to greet and esteem you. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. It is so wonderful to be here. I want to also, just before I quickly just uh, go and proceed by ministering God's word today, just acknowledge uh, the set men and set women of this house. The evangelist Peter John, his pretty beautiful wife, come on. Pastor Josephine, we are so blessed to you know, be putting shoulder to shoulder in the kingdom of God over these many years and in their absence, yet presence, present, I want to acknowledge them and we bless them with the assignment that they are busy with on the other side. And so it is my honor and my privilege to be with you today. Amen. 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 To the temperance couple over there, Pastor James and Natalie, special word of welcome to you also. This comes from me, obviously. Uh, just before I minister, and to all the friends and family members that are here today to really just celebrate the goodness of God. Uh, I want you today to just tell somebody next to you, man, today I'm on my own. Come and look at somebody. My praise is, come on, selected to God alone today. And so if we are going to just minister this word, then I need you to know that you do not know whom you're sitting next to on the other side of you, in front of you, at the back of you. And so, whatever you have gone through has shaped you for today. Can I tell you that storms are shapers? You are shaped by your storms. Whatever difficulty you're going through, you are shaped by them. And today, you are such a blessing. And I am privileged to be with you today. I, I just need to quickly just celebrate the worship team, celebrate the, the man, the musicians, the band. You are just awesome. That's right. Let's give it up to them. And then let me celebrate the house, the house of Tell Them. I think you are doing just as exceptionally, just as the team are doing. And so quickly, yourselves, a lovely round of applause. Amen. <laughs> Now, of, of, of course, you do not know what my punchline is, why I'm doing this. I have come to realize during COVID that all of the compliments that have been placed out there when a person died due to COVID, then Facebook was a buzz. And you would hear and see, you know, people are being celebrated on Facebook and on WhatsApp. And uh, most of them were misplaced and ill-timed. I think you, you better just quickly hear what I'm saying because... When it was released into cyberspace, it came a moment too late because the person whom they're talking about was supposed to hear it whilst they were still alive. That makes compliments functional. That makes compliments beautiful when you can speak it whilst the person can appreciate it. Come on, that's why I'm saying it, that the band, we appreciate you. We say to the worship team, we appreciate you. We say to this house, we appreciate you. Can I, can, I, can I push you further by telling you that not, not many in the earth today understands the power behind worship and the purpose, of course, for worship. You, you will remember that there were three-thirds of angels, three-thirds of angels in heaven. I'm just acclimatizing. I'm just finding my feet. Just as you are finding your feet, you just don't know what we're all just looking at one another. And you are saying to yourself, let me hear where this man is going. So let me, let me just settle in. And so I, I sat down there and I appreciated what I was listening to. The music, the kind and the type of songs 
that was sung. And I, and, I, and I thought about it this way, the three thirds of angels that were once in heaven. You remember that? One third of angels are called the messengers. With the archangel Gabriel being their leader. The second third of angels are the fighters. And they still fight the battles of the Lord in the earth today, especially in the heavenlies. Their leader, the archangel Michael. But there was a third third of angels under the leadership of Lucifer. And you will remember that the messengers are still there today. That's where no messenger in the earth can ever think too much of himself. Because God has messengers that he can release. Isn't it so? Secondly, God has what we call fighters as well. One third of angels still does that kind of exploit on behalf of the kingdom. You remember Daniel, 21 days later the answer comes. And, and, and all of my, that what I'm saying is the third third of angels is what I need to stop at. The third third of angels were chucked out of heaven along with Lucifer who wanted to replace God. You remember that? And so, a quick mathematical question. How many thirds of angels are there in heaven today? Three minus one? Gives you two thirds. Is that so? Two thirds of angels. Which means God is still sitting with what? Messengers and fighters. It makes so much sense now that Jesus came in John chapter 4 and he says the Father's looking for what in the last days? True worshipers. Why would he ask such a question? Because he knew, I am in need of worshipers. And so when we come into the house of God, then it becomes more functional, more purposeful, and we enjoy it because we are, come on, we are here to replace the one-third of angels that took it with them. But they think, if the devil and his angels might think today that the church is poor, uh-uh. We still have it. Say for iemand, ons het het. Ons is geboren met het. Ons weet om God te aanbid. Ons weet om God te vereer. And so, is it possible that we have now been saved, not just to go to heaven, not just to have a church, to have our, you know, funerals and burials being administered to and weddings. It's, no, no, there's more purpose to it. Am I saved to fill the gap of the one-third of angels that's missing? Am I saved to bring worship unto this God? And so, can I leave you with that? Is that okay? And so, allow me again, just before we go to the word of the Lord, to really celebrate this worship team and band. You are fantastic. We bless the Lord for you. We honor God for what God is doing through you. All right. Now tell your neighbors, it's all about relevance today. It's all about relevance, relevance. You know that irrelevance has become, man, you, you see more irrelevance than ever. And when it comes to church, we need to be more in the relevant. Can, can I, want you, I want you to think about it. One of the shortest verses in the Bible, in the New Testament, is saying the following. Luke chapter is it, uh, 17 verse 32. Luke 17 32 says the following. Remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Three words. And I wonder what on earth would Jesus tell us that for? Remember Lot's wife. My goodness. What is there to be remembered about Lot's wife? I'm going to pose you a question that is the following. Why didn't the Lord change her into plastic? Why didn't God change her into marble, into stone, into wood? Why into salt? Salt loses its saltiness. You are the salt of the earth today. But can I tell you also something in conjunction with what we are discussing is the fact that, come on, if you are not going to be what you ought to be in the earth, you will be changed into it. So, so what's the question? She was changed into that which she was supposed to be. So finding herself in Sodom and Gomorrah, she's been exposed just along with Lot, Lot, her husband, to the life of Abram. You remember that? And the righteousness and serving God with tithing, serving God in the spirit of holiness. All of that, they saw it. And they lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. And you would know Sodom and Gomorrah. You would know them. And so it was the best place to have 
been that preservative that would not allow decay to have gone the way it did. And so she was changed into something she had to be. And if we are sitting here today in this service, relevancy is the name of the game. Father, let me be relevant. Let me be relevant today. And so, the scripture that is upon your poster, Pastor, says, look, uh, rather, first, Second Corinthians chapter, is at 9? And verse 11 is especially the one that you are punting strongly. Verse 11 that says, being enriched in everything, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. And somebody said right at the beginning and the onset of this meeting, we are here to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to bring our thanksgiving to God. Come on, do we have a witness in this place? All right. Are you, are you all with me? I know that it is hot. And with the permission of the leadership, can I? All right. Let's push some, let's push some words. Is that okay? God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate that. And so, Let's read the word of the Lord found in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I'm going to read from verse 8 if you can. Maybe just follow us on the screen and we can read it together. And we will make sure that you have a tender and after that, after reading with us. So, so read. Let's start together. 1, 2, 3 from verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that in all things, at all times, I like that, all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. The next verse, the next verse says, as it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. The next verse says, And now he who supplies the seed to the sower and the bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Next verse. Come on, you will be made rich. Come on, I want you now to turn to your neighbor. Turn to somebody and say, you will be rich. I prophesy it. I declare it over you. You will be rich. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous. Come on, somebody. He's blessing me to be a blessing. He's empowering me to empower somebody else. The Lord is blessing me for the sole purpose that I am able to bless my neighbor. And when I bless my neighbor... That's when he blesses me in return. Somebody better shout today that I'm in the right place at the right time amongst the right people. Look at somebody next to you. Say, I'm at the right place at the right time amongst the right people. I want you to today to maybe just click with me, run with me, because I want you to know that you can be found in the, the perpetuity, the, the unending flow of God's blessing. In other words, if God blesses you today, man, and if you are sitting, my God, in the flow of that blessing, it will become unending. There will be no stop to the blessing of God. Once you sit understand that there has been a grace that has been extended to you that God is not blessing you to be you know getting you know loaded with your own blessing but once you understand that there are certain laws in the earth for the law of association says for, for those whom you associate yourself with so you become the law of Genesis says for whatsoever a man soweth that he will reap is it so the law of gravity says for whatsoever goes up must come down and when it comes to the law of the blessing of God then he says I am blessing you so that you can bless others for it is rather more blessed to give than to receive do we have a witness today we are grateful unto God that he brought us this far that's why for a moment 
moment if you understand where you're coming from and where you're going to you better tell your neighbor you might not know but there's one thing I want you to remember that you do not know whom you're sitting next to the person at somebody and say you do not know whom you're sitting next to you know me by the person you know me by my figure you know me by my hair you know me by my name but there's something you do not know you do not know the valleys I came through you do not know the mountains I had to climb the many Goliaths I had to fight so whom you sitting to now you might know me now in my natural person but come on you don't know where God is taking me he's taking me places he's taking me dimensions man say for iman David city what are we saying? What are we saying? We say that God has your best at heart. God has your best in mind. He wants you to be successful, not because of you alone, but because of your destiny, because where you want to take you, so that when people look at you, they must say, I want to go with you, because I see the Lord is with you. And the more I see the Lord is with you, I'm hungering after him. I'm thirsting after him. I want to have what you have, not because I'm covetous, but because I'm desirous of what you are having because the God you serve seems to be taking good care of you. He sends you on holiday without money. He, money, he places money in your purse. When you come on, how many people know when you have nothing you walk to a jacket brother, you feel for something else, looking for a letter, looking for something else but you get onto a 200 rand note that was placed there many, many moons ago. Who are understand with me today that I am where I am because of the goodness of the Lord. Somebody give God a shout wherever you are. Come and give him a praise. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. This verse says he will make you rich. Come on, look at your neighbor. He says he's going to make you rich. Don't make poverty your friend. Come on, don't make lack your friend. God has got better in mind. So that when you have lack, you still give him praise. When you have, come on, something that is not there, you still lift up the name of the Lord. Because in your praises, God's going to honor and receive respect you. When your praises goes up, your blessing comes down. When your praises goes up, man, your blessing locates you. Are you with me? Hey. So what are we saying? God has got it in mind to enrich you. Enrich you. Make you rich. So tell Somebody, you better change your mind. It's because some people think if they are, ooh, they can handle it. No, 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 ma'am, you better handle it. Because it's not just for you. It's for others whom God want to bless through you. Are you with me? So when he's going to bless others, you better be the reservoir. I say when he's going to bless others you be the reservoir he folds you so that you can fold somebody else because when he picks you up he picks others around you also up come on a better you is a better them a blessed you is a blessed neighborhood a blessed you is a better family come on there's purpose in blessing you there's purpose in blessing you and so the next verse, listen just before you go, just before you go, it's all about the occasion. Come and look at somebody say, it's all about the occasion. All about the occasion. And many occasions we are not aware of, but he blesses you for an occasion. My God, look at there, so that you can be generous where? In the occasions that God's going to bring into your life. May you not withhold anything. Because in your withholding of whatever substance he has placed in your hand. My God, in your withholding, you're not just robbing yourself. But you're robbing others to whom you were supposed to be a blessing. Come and look at me. Look at me today and understand the following. When he wants to bless you, he wants to bless you to be a reservoir. Somebody blessed a friend of mine two weeks ago. My friend said to his son, while the son asked him the million dollar question, 
Dad, so now that it seems that you have, you know, most things in life you have accomplished, so what more is it that you're trusting God for? And he made mention as he was on his way to the airport, son took, taking him there, and he says this to the son. He says, son, if there's anything now after all that we have been blessed with, that the Lord must bless me with the boat. He left it at that because it was just a casual statement. The next day when he got to, of course, the evening they arrived in PE. Next day he was sitting with his host and the host came down the staircase. Looked him in the eye because he was early up my friend now. And he joined the friend of mine and the two of them had a conversation around coffee. And these are the opening words of this gentleman, the host that has invited these friends of mine to their place, to his place. And he said to them, the Lord said to me, I must give you a boat. Man, can I tell you something? During the midnight hour, the Lord said to this wealthy man, Bless my friend. You know, I don't want to give them never can Then he asked me, Why did you speak about me? You leave my testimony to myself. I will tell my own story. No, but I'm sharing this for the following. Just as he blessed the man with the boat, he didn't have the boat itself. He said, you go and select, choose, find one, I'll pay it. So he came back to Cape Town and he found one for 150,000. He gave the particulars through and it was settled and paid. Let me tell you quickly, the in-between, the in-between was up to about seven or eight days and to the gentleman who was the the, the, the one that is blesser, let's call him the blesser, is that all right? The blesser became impatient with him taking too long. And he called my friend up and he says this to my friend. I want you to, have, have you settled? Have you find something so that we can settle this? So my friend asked him the million dollar question. Why? I am busy with it. Don't worry. He says, no, 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 no. It's not that, uh, that you need to worry. I'm worried because the longer you take, I have not emptied my barn. So the quicker I can get my barn empty, the quicker it gets filled. Come on, people of God. Do, do you understand the certain dynamics? There are certain dynamics in the kingdom that you and I... So fuck. My Jere, all die skille van ons oe af vandag. In Jesus' name, as die mense wat saam met my bid, haal af die skille van my oe, Jere. Dat ek begin te sien, hoe gouwer ek die stoorkamer leeg kry, hoe gouwer maak die Jere dit vol met andere. Listen, just as quickly as that particular blessing was extended, very soon he sent pictures again of how the Lord blessed him. This is now the blesser with a new boat. Come on. Uh, are, are we not serving the same God? I'm not, I'm not punting and pushing prosperity. No, no, no. Listen, I am saying it is the plan of God that he will what? Make you rich. In every way. Why? So that, somebody say so that. So that you can be generous. Somebody say generous. You will have to go more generous than that. Because what can I buy from a tender and a lollipop these days? But all that we're saying is, come on, the, the word generous has been paid, placed in there for a purpose that if it doesn't stretch you, it's not a sacrifice. Can, can, I, can I say that again? If it doesn't stretch you, it cannot be a sacrifice. All right, it says there the following, generous on what? Every occasion. And through your, which is our generation, we can be generous. Generosity should flow in this generation. Tell you a generation now. Are you also seeing generation in generosity? Help this generation, Lord, that this generation will be generous. Amen. Because that generosity will result in what? That's where we are. That's where we are. It's when we are generous to others that our joy is complete. It is through generosity to others that we find it a pleasure to see the face of somebody lighting up 
because of a little gift that I'm blessing somebody with. Come on, is that bringing you to thanksgiving? Indeed it does. The next verse. The next verse. The next verse says, this service, that particular generous service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of what? Come on, you better say to yourself, I will not be found in the nine. Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Have not ten been healed of leprosy? Where are the nine? Father, let me not be counted in one of the, one, the nine. I wonder if you kijk nou vir my so, maar die Heere hoor my, hoor jy, mens is gemakkelijk om deel van die nege te wees. Hy raak so bedrijwig met sy eie story, dat hy vergeet hy moet kom dankie sê. The Lord touched so many of us during COVID. Man, you came from the machines. Man, and the lung, what, 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 what do they call that other machine? Uh, uh, the ventilators and the respirators. Man, and oh, come on. Haven't we been praying for you? And now that the Lord has touched there, you have forgotten to give thanks unto the Lord. You think the Lord owes it to you. That was the mistake of the nine. The mistake of the nine was this. He owes it to us because we are Jews. But... That particular Samaritan man felt, I'm entitled to nothing. I'm entitled to nothing. I see the grace of God that somebody could touch me and I am reunited with family. What are we saying? We're saying if you can sit in the flow, the perpetual flow, the unending flow of blessing, you will forever make sure that you first bless others before you partake of the blessing. I know the bonus that came already. The first thing was a nice steak. Oh God. Say no more, Pastor. Say no more. Say no more. I, I, I want to push the following. Right when verse 8 says, God is able, and I want you to always remember that. God is able to make all grace abound to you. God is able. Verse 8. He's able. To make all grace abound in you. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? It is the grace of God in you that makes you different. Can I say that again? It's the grace of God in you that makes you different. Wow. People know that when you step into a conversation and you open your mouth that there's a new grace and a different grace that is dispensed from your life into the conversation. You are different because it's the grace that is in you that makes you different. Are you with me? And if you can understand that grace is the distinguisher. Because there might be a lot of Vincents in one room. But every Vincent will be different. Why? Because there's a grace dispensed in all of them. Come on. That's why you must not underestimate yourself. Look at your neighbor. You say, Jamie onderskat, Jamie maak a fout. Want ek onderskat die van my self nie. Sê daar vir iemand, Jamie kan my onderskat, Jamie maak a fout. Maar jy weet nie langs wie jy sit hier. Oh, jy weet nie wie ek is hier. Jy kyk my my by my haar. As jy win van my, wat staan my in een stokstief stil. Maar ek het met niemand sake aan nie, my sister. Want ek weet, there's a grace that has been instilled in me. Do we have a witness in this place? You are different not because of your qualifications. You are different not because of the beauty that you're carrying. No, no, no. You are different because a grace has been dispensed in you. That makes you different. That makes you different really so. Wow. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. Please tell me when my time is over. Man of God, please tell me. What, what, what we need to realize, if God is able to make grace abound to you, then he's also able to guarantee all sufficiency in all things. You will be sufficient in all things, you will be sufficient in all things. Grab, grab those words. Grab those words. It's also found in verse 8. You will be sufficient in all things. In all things. Father, in all things. But can you, can you understand the following? When scripture says you will be sufficient in all things. In other words, your tank might not be full to the brim. 
But come on, you're not going to stuck nowhere because he blesses you being all sufficient. Your electricity box at home, it might not have 350 and 400 and 500 units on the box, but come on, it never runs dry because he makes you all sufficient. Somebody say all sufficient. At your job and at your workplace, you might not be earning the 15 and the 20 thousands. No, no, no. But listen, with your 8,000 that you're coming home with, Man, because of the blessing that is all sufficient, you survive longer than the one that earns 20 grand. What am I saying? Because the all sufficiency of his grace and of that which he has blessed you with make you go through it. Man, Jesus, we honor you. We honor you. He blesses you with an all sufficiency. Your cup runneth over. I want to skip a couple of points, but there's something, my verse 10, that says something, but I didn't pick it up on your translation. My translation says, is that verse 10 wonderful? Now it says that now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food to the eater, that very same God now says there, I will also supply and increase. Oh, God says, I'm going to supply and I'm going to increase. Now my translation puts it this way. I will multiply and increase. I will multiply. You know, one plus one equals that's the power Of cooperation. Two is better than one. You remember two is better than one? The one falls, the other one picks him up. That kind of thing. That's cooperation. Two working together. But what is 11 and 11? Uh, one and one. One and one. That's 11. Because one plus one is two. But one and one. It's 11. But Jenny Was it a no netsu? Within the mathematical sense. It was promotion keer. Oh God. And so what are we saying? We're talking here about multiplication and we're talking increase. Those two words stood out for me when I read it in the verse in the early hours of this morning. And I said, Father, there is the power of multiplication and the power of increase that God is bringing over our lives. I wonder if you know what that verse means. That verse says, now he who multiplies seed. Oh, no, 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 no. No, supply. He, he will also multiply and increase. My translation. That translation says he will supply. There is nothing that you need that God cannot supply. God will take care of you. That's why you better declare it in this meeting today. My coming Christmas will be the best Christmas ever. Let's prophesy this over our families. The coming Christmas will be a blessed Christmas in Jesus' name. For in a long time, I can eat for his soap place. And for his turkey. The gammon and kamakan. Let's be real. Because God says, I'm going to supply it. Check it out, and I'm going to increase it. Wow. All right. All right. It's okay. It's all. It's all. Then you will understand, my God, you only have my best at heart. Only my best. He will multiply things in your life. And more than that, he's going to have you walk in the increase of his blessing. Oh, Jesus. Where other people will find limitations, restrictions. You are going to walk in the perpetuity, the unending flow of God. Wow, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Just tell somebody, just don't be stingy. Don't be selfish. Don't forget me. You, you, you remember, was it the baker that forgot about Joseph? Joseph said, please remember me. Or the, was it the, no, it was the steward, the wine steward. He was restored, wasn't he? Remember. The Bible says he forgot about Joseph. Don't when it goes too well with you. Forget about us. I conclude for my. For, don't forget about all of us. Because 
the man of God in your life, especially evangelist Pastor Peter, John, may we always be in a position to share and bless. Because in that way, I just it's a good time to just drop something in support of the servant of the Lord. Listen quickly. I want you now to remember as I'm going to rush to a close. Verse 11 says the following. We just had it on screen. He will make you rich in every way. Father, make us rich in every way. Not for ourselves alone, but for those whom we want to and must bless at every single occasion. Verse 12. Today we are here, my sister said, because we want to bring thanksgiving to the Lord. You see the expressions of thanks over there? We need to give him expressions of thanks. Worship him in the beauty of holiness. Verse 13. Can I, can I tell you something and ask you something? Let me ask you, why didn't Moses enter the promised land? After all of those years, he led the Israelites to a point where God was so disappointed at him and said, you can only have a look. Have a look at it, but you will not enter. What did he rob God of? You see, what you must realize, never let your weakness be a stumbling block in your life. He had a weakness. He was stuttering. And when the Lord said to him, speak to the rock, his weakness was tested. Can I say that again? And when his weakness was tested, he said to himself, how can God now test me in the area of my weakness? How long is it going to take me to speak to the rock? How many people are going to laugh me to scorn? And the Bible says he took the rod and he hit it like before. He smote the rock. Now the question is, was God supposed to let the water run from the rock? No, ma'am. No, sir. Was God in actual fact condoning disobedience? No, sir. God is bigger than that. But there was one thing that he knew he cannot excuse his servant for. Because he smote the rock, the water came and God served, uh, saved him. His servant, from the greatest embarrassment, he let the water flow. But in his privacy of the office of God, God asked him the million dollar question. And to say that Israelite, they have not heard, but I am the all-seeing, the all-hearing. I have heard that better your hackle what. I have heard that you have forgot. I have heard the words that you have uttered, and with your words, you do not know that. And because you have not exalted me before the children of Israel, you will never enter. So, so, can I tell you something? Whenever you bless. Somebody else, you don't hear them say thank you to God for using you. You're not privileged to hear that. Some of them will boldly say a thank you that they for that the year of break was. But can I tell you something today? That whenever you are going to do what God is empowering you to do, you will make sure that God gets the glory from who? No, not from you. The glory from the person you are going to bless. Now let's pick it up in the verse. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, men will do what? They will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. That's why they will give God praise. And so what will happen if you... Don't share the blessing according to what God has placed in your bosom. You will rob God of glory that was supposed to come to him. So now I'm asking you the million dollar question. Otherwise he will have to ask forgiveness to Moses. Do you think God will deal differently with you? Because if he does, 
Moses, forgive me. I've wronged you. But do you think God will say that? No. So I'm opening up your eyes to the reality. Don't withhold your blessing from somebody else. Because when you bless somebody else, that person is going to give God glory in this, come on, in the quietness of his own prayer time, be it at night, be it whenever. Thank you, God, that you've used sister who and sister and brother who, who came with a few bags of groceries and blessed me. We honor you. You are such a good God. That is what God is interested in. But in the absence of your deed that you were supposed to do, you will rob God and not so much them. Wow. My Lord have mercy. Now, I'm closing. I'm closing. I'm about to say amen. Jesus. Thank you for your I am almost done, and I'll probably just take another three minutes just to break this down for you. <laughs> Pastor said you misunderstood. Wow. Praise God. Let me just quickly just bring this to a close. Listen, verse 14, if you will. Now check this. Check this. They give God what? Glory. Because of your gift, they give God glory. Then apart from the glory that they give to God, they begin to pray for you. Praise God. Hey, come on. I say, because of your gift, they praise God and God is satisfied with that. But then they begin to pray and in their prayers for you, in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. It's again that grace in you that's making you different. That grace, because you saw it fit to release a blessing to them, they will pray for you. But because certain prayers of certain people are answered sooner and quicker. But listen, there are certain people that has an open heaven above them that when they speak to the master, the master does it. No, create diamonds, die intercessors. Those prayer warriors get them to pray for you. And one of them are people that you can make sure you're going to bless. But please don't bless them for their prayer. Just bless them because God has entrusted you with the substance to bless them. And they will do the rest. The next verse, please, if you will. Wow, Jesus. Are you, are you enjoying his word? I am closing. I am closing. My God. The, the last verse, verse 15. The last verse says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Now, many people think that is obviously referring to Jesus, but in Jesus as a giver, we are givers too. And today, can I shock you by telling you, you are an indescribable gift too. So whenever you think about yourself being empowered now, being blessed with the substance to bless somebody else, you don't talk about whom you're blessing. Don't let the left hand, the right hand have a conversation. Do not say it out there what you are doing. But can I tell you, the way you are going to dispense blessings to others, you will be doing it from, come on, from the basis of being a gift. A gift. Come and look at somebody and say, you are a gift. You are a gift. for a Christmas gift, but you are a gift. You are a gift. You are a gift. Can I, can, I, can I close? Jesus, can I close? Are you ready for close? Listen to me. I think it is Psalms 127. Psalms 127 says, Except the Lord builds the house. The builder who builds it, builds in vain. Is that so? 
the, the, the second one says, except the Lord, you know, watches over the city. The watchman watches in vain. But it is the third in vain that I want to highlight for you this morning in conclusion. The third one says, it is in vain for you to rise up early in the morning and go to bed late at night in Toiling that which you are working for. It is in vain to toil like that. Getting up early. Go to bed late. Getting up early. Go to bed late. And you're toiling to get, you know, to earn your bread of living. Listen how the verse is putting it. It is in vain to, to, to go through life like that. Right at the end of the verse, it says for, some translation says it this way. For the Lord giveth his beloved sleep. Is that what it says? The Lord giveth his beloved sleep. My Bible that I had there gave me an indication to something fresh. And I'm not sure what uh, your Bible, Psalms 127 verse 2, Psalms 127 verse 2, what your translation will say. My translation says the following. Man, it is in vain for you to, to rise up early in the morning and to go to bed late at night to toil for or to labor for your bread, you know in my own words now but this is the conclusion of that verse for the Lord blesses his beloved in his sleep that translation also says what he grants sleep to those he loves now there's a there's a there's a shift there's a shift my bible is here I think it is legit oh yes Jesus man and when I read it, I said, my God, thank you. Because the verse made it open to me like this. Uh, it says to me, the Lord gives to me in my sleep. Is, huh? Just Pastor Josephine's favorite scripture. My pastor, read it, verse, verse 2, please. It is in vain for you to rise up early, to take rest late. To eat the bread of anxious toil for, for he gives blessings, he gives blessings to, his beloved in sleep. to his beloved in sleep. You better realize this with me. Whatever you need is going to come in your sleep. Come on. Look at your neighbor. Say whatever you're looking for is going to find you in your sleep. It's coming in your sleep. Listen, no wonder that David puts it this way. Your mourning and your weeping may endure for the night. But in the morning, joy is coming. You look at somebody and say joy comes in the morning. Why? Because when you closed your eyes earlier in the evening, when you shut your eyes, you were burdened with a lot of worry and anxiety. But come on in the morning, you should say, good morning, Sister Joy. Good morning, Sister Joy. Because my weeping might have endured for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. Why? Because he's going to bless you in your sleep, sir. He's going to bless you in your sleep. He knows your heart's desire, and he's going to give it while you are sleeping, while you are at rest. You better help me just conclude this message today. Oh neighbor, slap lekker man. Wanneer jere ga jou sien in jou slaap. God gaan jou antwoord in jou slaap. Man, the mysteries of the kingdom are out there. But the Lord says, I've given you the mysteries. I've given you the revelation they offer. And so you better say it with an attitude. He's going to bless me in my sleep, you know. Hy gaan my sien in my slaap. Het ek aan my, sê dat, sê dat daarvoor om, sê dat daarvoor. Jy moet my mooi kyk, jy moet my mooi kyk. Die Heere gaan my sien in my slaap. Sê dat die Heere gaan my sien in my slaap. In my sleep. He's gonna bless me in my sleep. Do, do you understand the dynamic of that thing? Whatever you are desiring, God is gonna do it in your sleep. I'm closing Ja, my pastor sê, as blijf jylle my nog nie heel dag slaap. Jy sê, joy only comes in the morning, not in the afternoon. So, so you better go sleep at night, so that joy can welcome you in the morning. And so I conclude, last but not least, and I'm deliberate to say the following. And I'm just making sure that I leave you on this note. That there's a blessing destined for you. Can I say that again? 
I declare there's a distant blessing that is on their way to you. I declare and prophesy and release it over your life. Now let me, let me bring conclusion to what I am declaring and prophesying over you. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 26 and I'm closing. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 26 if you will. Listen to, I can quote it to you. Because by God's grace I have made it my own. And my feet are being directed according to that specific verse. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 26. Not 6, 26. 2 verse 26. This is what it says. I want you to read it with me. Part by part and portion by portion as I'm concluding. Number one, for to the person who pleases God. Listen, listen. You must understand that God is interested in you pleasing him. Come on, if my children are not pleasing me, there's going to be a distance between us. But the more they please me as a father, the more they please their mother. Come on, the mother's going to warm up to them. Father's going to warm up to them. And it's the same with God. When your ways pleases God, another verse says he even brings your enemies to be at peace with you. Come on, that's another verse. So when your ways pleases God, there are benefits coming your way. Check the benefits. Number one, he will give you what? Wisdom. He will give you what? Knowledge. And he will give you what? Joy. Never again will you lack joy if your ways pleases God. You will never lack wisdom, never lack knowledge. Come on, if your ways pleases God. That's not, that's not the first part to it. But listen what happens to the sinner. Ha! Listen to what happens to the sinner. But to the sinner, he gives him work. The work of what? Gathering. And then what? Heaping it up, number two. And then number three, that he may give it to the one. Check I verse. Let's check it for a moment. To me, if my ways pleases God, he gives me three things. Knowledge, wisdom, and joy. Never have I have, do I have to pray for joy. Pray for wisdom. Although scripture says, if you are coming short of it, pray for wisdom. But it has been given unto the one whose ways pleases the Lord. But to the sinner. The job, his assignment is to gather. To heap it up. But not for himself. Oh God, come and look at your neighbor and say, there's a wealth transfer coming to me. Wat hy gehad voor gewekend. Sorry my baas, sorry my baas, sorry my baas. Die wat jy gaan gather, you going to heap it up. Sorry my baas, it's for me. Jy kan nou nie die vorm gaan sê nie. Ek gaat ons sê van toe goed, ek gaat kreef jou aan het jou. Al wat ek vir u sê is, there are blessings that has your name on it. But can I tell you something? You don't have to stress for it. Somebody else does it. Worry for any tenders. Worry for any that. Worry. It's not your worry. It's not your concern. You begin to pray into what he needs to deliver. Bring it home, sinner friend. Oh. <laughs> Please, my sinner boss. Forgive me for what still. But bring it on. Bring it on. I say it void of any arrogance. I say it within the spirit of understanding what protocol God is putting into place. So never let your spirit and your heart be puffed up. But remain in the spirit of humility and call that which has your name on it. Call it home. Are you ready to call it home? Let's all stand, please. Oh, I've already took it off. Can I just do a prayer for somebody just before I hand back over the meeting? Every hand lifted high. I'm going to ask the worship team and uh, musicians just to join us. Sir, you've got golden hands and fingers. Watch over them. Watch over them. Watch over them. Watch over them. You protect them. When you protect them, you say, Father, it's for the purposes of the king and the kingdom. Jesus, give us a key while the worshipers are joining us. Mm -hmm.
lifted high, every hand lifted high. For all that you've done, I will thank you. For all that you're going to do. That's right. For all that you promised. That's why we are here, God. I've carried, you've carried me through. Jesus, Can we do it again? For all that you've done, I will thank you, Lord. inside of us. God, we are so grateful that we can be part of this wonderful service, extending thanks and gratitude to you. Thank you for food on our tables. Thank you, God, for health, perfection of lungs, of a heart that just worketh in day in and day out. Thank you for the gift of sight, the gift of hearing, the gift of speech, hands that can still toil, feet that can frequent day in and day out. Thank you for shoes that covers my feet, clothing that covers our nakedness. God, our day we love as if you do not exist. Today we are pressing the pause button. We're standing still, oh God. We realize today that when you are blessing us, it's never just for us. It is to bless others. And when we bless others, we afford them an opportunity to glorify you. God, and then we are setting ourselves, really exposing ourselves, oh God, to prayers and intercession, whereby those that have been gifted and blessed by us can intercede on our behalf this day. Thank you. Thank you for helping me, helping my dear ones, enabling us to be a blessing to somebody out there. We're understanding it today better than other times. And we ask today, use us, oh God. Bless others through us. May us never, oh God, be restricted by what the mind tells us and what the spirit of selfishness would have us do 
because selfishness is the pitfall that robs us of tomorrow's blessing. And so today I commit these wonderful people unto your care. I pray that you will bless them tremendously. People that came to this service this morning for a word, may this word elevate them. Simplicity of the word, take them to new dimensions. Bless each and every one that came today. And so I pray for the evangelist, his precious wife, Josephine, on the other side of the equator. I pray that you will bless them, sustain them, protect them, hold them in the palm of your hand, extend your kingdom through them, anoint them with fresh anointing and oil of gladness. We thank you once again that we can bless this church coming in, bless them going out, bless them in Mitchell's Plain, bless them in the largest city of Cape Town. May the light of God shine upon and through these people. May the glory of God always dwell within this house, abide with them, make them a tremendous blessing unto this neighborhood and even the greater Mitchell's Plain. We thank you for it. Receive our thanks. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody says, Amen.